copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office calling all cars, attention all cars, brought just 273 in murder. Assist the Dover Police. That's all. prevention is worth a pound of cure, applies not only to the health of human beings, but to the well-being of automobiles. Only tens of thousands of motorists have these three words to read. A crankcase full of real lube or real brandy Pennsylvania is the best way to prevent costly repair bills. That's true. Real lube is another way of saying preventive lubrication. This pure 100% paraffin-based lubricant seals your motor, not only in the easy-going days of summer, but in the far from balmy days of winter, because it's made that way. Real lube is so expertly refined that it cannot be slowed up by freezing weather, and it cannot be broken down by your engine at top speed. The instant you step on the starter, let it be in the cold early morning or late at night after standing out in the open several hours, Real lube or Real Grande Pennsylvania answers your command, immediately flowing to every part of your motor to float it with real life-preserving protection. And so, friends, why use some inadequate oil when real lube has everything and costs you only 25 cents a quart? When you visit your real Grande dealer in the morning for that tank full of police car performance cracked gasoline, take on a tank case full of wear preventing real lube. You'll get the best that money can buy. Taken from the confidential files of the sheriff of San Joaquin County. We have therefore asked Sheriff Martin Anslow to prepare a foreword to our program. We have stressed repeatedly on this program the fact that crime does not pay. We've cited many examples of criminals who thought they could beat the law, and criminal records contain many cases of clever men and women who have for a time escaped punishment for their deeds. Such was the case with the criminal in the story we're about to hear. But once more, we can point definitely to a case file and say most conclusively that regardless of how bold or crafty, how clever or stupid, the ultimate result of crime is the same. It cannot pay. In the city of Dover, Delaware... Dr. John Reynolds had administered antidotes for poison to the daughters of Congressman Penn and his two grandchildren. It was obvious to the mystified doctor that the two women were beyond all hope of recovery. How are the children, Doctor? Well, they are doing nicely. They'll be all right in the morning. And my sister? She's a very sick woman. I can't understand what you and the children ate to have caused all this. I know it was that candy. I only gave the children one piece each. But my sister and I ate a lot. It was just before we went to bed. Where did you get the candy? That's why I feel sure. Oh, it, it came in the mail. It's stopped in California. You mean a friend said it to you? I thought so. But I can't remember anyone I knew in Stockton. Wasn't there any message with the candy? Only a note. It said, love to yourself and baby. I threw it in the fire. 
I can't remember anyone. Mr. Dunn. Hmm. Well, there's nothing to do now but talk to the police about that can. Yeah, I sure was thirsty. <laughs> this hits the spot. Yeah. 
this is mighty good stuff. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him. It's the first time he's ever tasted water. You <laughs> boys are terrible, Cutter. I know it's the minute I saw this. Mighty nice little place you have here. Yeah, but it gets awfully lonely. I mean, uh, tiresome. My husband's away from home a lot. Oh, you don't say. Don't tell me you waste your life in this town. Yeah, I'll bet you've spent plenty of time in San Francisco. You're just a type for bright lights and gay night spots and all that sort of thing. Well, I've been to San Francisco. Who hasn't been? You know, I, I'm sure I've seen you before. Weren't you in San Francisco about five or six years ago? I might have been for a few days, but that's all. I've lived in Stockton ever since we moved from Kansas City about eight years ago. Well, I'm sorry we can't tell you any brushes, Mrs. Cuddle. Perhaps you know my name. Oh, yes, lady next door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's one of the tricks of the trade. <laughs> well, we've got to tell somebody, Precious, so we better run along. Well, let's come around again, boys, and you've got another line. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ah. That baby's been around since you got wife What do you mean, baby? She's 45 if she's a day. Maybe she subtracted from her age. You can see that six years ago, she probably was able to do a lot of subtraction. You mean distraction? <laughs> yeah. So, you're going to keep right on selling brushes to the entire neighborhood. If I know human nature and neighborhood gossip, you'll find out plenty about Cordelia. But what if I sell all my brushes? If you do that before you get the dope on Cordelia, you can turn in your badge and be a brush salesman. <laughs> Yes? There never was a woman that people were so anxious to talk about as Cordelia Shuffle. Nice work, Joe. Well, let's have it. The first thing I found was that she's only been living here with her husband four months. Four months? Where's she been? In San Francisco. She moved to Stockton eight years ago with her husband, but she was gone from home for weeks and months at a time. Then six years ago, she leaves for San Francisco and doesn't come back until four months ago. Sure. Oh, well, all I could get was that she was a neighborhood character, a very gay character. Until I got coming with an old maid who lives in the next block. This old maid had a lot of cats and an album that covered every ghost and every closet in stock. Yeah, yeah. What about Cordelia? I'm telling her. This old maid had a sister that lives in San Francisco. And somehow got acquainted with Cleopatra Shuffle when she was up there. Yes? Well, the correspondence that went on between these two old maids would burn up the specter station. Go ahead. Just remember that Shuffle was 38 at the time, but she was really getting around San Francisco. Well, she was sitting on a bench in Golden Gate Park one afternoon when this fellow comes down. Uh, I beg your pardon, Miss. You dropped your handkerchief. Oh, so I did. How foolish of me. You're so kind. Not so. It was a pleasure. Pleasure, I'm sure. It's a lovely day, isn't it? Mm, yes, indeed. You make a lovely picture sitting there. Oh, men. Always so gallant. No, yeah, that's not gallantry. I have eyes to see you. I never saw such eyes as yours. Can I sit down? Well, I really shouldn't let you. Please, don't be so cruel. No. No, I can't be on a day like this. After all, there's no harm in two lonely people talking to each other. Is there? How did you know I was lonely? I guess I'm just psychic. I believe that. <laughs> your eyes are hypnotic. You see things so beautiful. I guess you're an actor. Or a writer. You guessed it again. I'm a war correspondent for a bunch of newspapers. But right now, there aren't any first-class wars, so I'm at liberty. Um, my name's John Dunn. John Dunn? Why, I've heard of you. You're famous. 
you think you're talking to a poor little girl like me. My name is Cordelia Shuttle. Pleasure, I'm sure. And I, I'm not really a girl. I'm afraid to tell you how old I am. You, you won't be interested in me anymore. Oh, but I am interested very much. Well, I'm... I'm 32. There, I told you. You're just beginning to live. And if you'll let me, I'll show you how it should be done. Oh, that will be wonderful. Of course, I'm only 28, but I've been all over the world, so I'm really a lot older than my years. <laughs> how is it that some lucky woman hasn't married you? Well, I am married to Congressman Penn's daughter. We've been married a year, and I have a daughter. But for the man of the world, like myself, there's no reason why we shouldn't see a lot of each other. Now, that's a coincidence. What is it? I'm married, too. Oh. Rich, isn't it? My husband and son live in Stockton. But uh, my husband isn't interested in anything but business. How droll. That rhymes with stroll. <laughs> what do you say if we take one? And what would you say if we strolled in the direction of my apartment? Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if another war starts, you'll have to get along without me. And that was the way they got acquainted six years ago. A few weeks after we met her, according to the old maid grapevine, Dunn took an apartment in the same building with her. Yeah. And his wife starts to wonder why he's away from home so much. Right. Somebody writes her one of those well-wishing friend letters and spills the beans. So she takes up the baby daughter and heads for the congressman's home in Dover, and she's been there ever since. And then Shuffle and Dunn get really scorned. And stayed that way for six years. Of course, by this time, Cordelia was 44, and had grown from the full-blown to the overblown. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. What happened? Well, Dunn's eyes started to rove around looking for less season cuties. Then about six months ago, the Amalgamated Press assigned their war correspondent, Captain over to Puerto Rico. But he had a neat little war of his own when he told Cortina. Is that you, Ducky? Yes. I have some very bad news, Cordelia. Why, what is it, darling? Tell me quickly. I've been sent to Puerto Rico. I have to leave tonight. But that's not sad. It's wonderful. I'll start the bath right away. What? Oh, but you don't understand. I, I couldn't think of taking you to a place like that. That's what makes me so sad. Oh, John, no matter what kind of a place it is, I'll go with you to the end of the earth. But I don't want to. I, I mean, it's impossible. Absolutely out of the question. John Dunn, you said you didn't want me to go. Just what do you mean by that? No, I didn't mean that. Of course I want you to go, but you must realize I simply can't take you. Why not? Well, that is, I... Well? Well, well isn't it enough that I tell you I can't? No, it isn't. All right, you ask for it. I'm going alone, and I don't intend to return to California, ever. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see my wife when I get back from Puerto Rico. I hope she'll have me back. Say that again. You heard me the first time. Sorry, it had to be this way. Well, I'm so glad you're sorry. That's sweet of you, I must say. Now, don't make a scene, Cordelia. You've developed quite a pension for that reason, Oh, you? of course I shouldn't make a scene. You walk in here and tell me you're tossing me aside like an old rag. Yes, is the word. Why, Go ahead and scream. I'm going to pass. Oh, you'll bet your miserable life I'll scream. After I've given you the best years of my life. If you think you're going to get away with this, you're crazy, you low-down, cheap, undercutting rat. No idea of how Cordelia and Dunn parted company four months ago. She came back here to Stockton and has been living with her husband ever since. Yeah, just like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. She's a lady who does what she wants when she wants to, in one way or another. Yeah. And we're going to learn a lot more about the bodacious shuttle's ways. 
You think she sent that to the candy to Dunn's wife? Now that we know what it's trying to do, and things, a lot of things are beginning to add up. Look here. Huh. This plan, Hanson, this bag on its table. It was sold at a store on Market Street in Stockton. Well, that's the handkerchief that was in the box of two bittersweet candies that killed Dunn's wife and her sister. Ah, didn't bother to take the bag off, hmm? Yeah. It still looks like Cordelia Street's forward style. Yeah, but we've got to prove it. So, you're going to that shop, and I'm going to the nearest candy store. Right. Shouldn't be hard to describe Cordelia, so they'll remember if she ever bought anything. <laughs> Cordelia is definitely a type. Mr. Hawes? Yes, sir. I'm from the sheriff's office. And uh, do you have any other clerks that wait on customers? No, sir. The candy business isn't the best in these days. Well, I'm going to describe a woman that may have bought a pound box of candy a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks? <laughs> I couldn't remember that pound. Now, wait a minute. Is your wife ever in the store? I'm a bachelor. Fine. Well, you'll remember this woman if she was in here. She has very striking, uh, luminous eyes with long, wavy lashes. Oh? About 45 years old. Somewhat buxom. In fact, uh, quite plentiful here and there. Oh, her, yeah. I didn't think she was 45. Oh, you do remember her? Sure do. Well, but that wasn't the only reason. She passed in here and right away, I seen she was something special. I mean, uh, she wanted uh, something special because she looked all around. I wonder if I could ask a very big favor of you. Yes, sirree. You surely can, lady. Just name it. That's sweet of you. I want to buy a box of candy. But I want a box without a label on it. Oh, a label, eh? Yes. You see, I want to send it as a gift. Uh, I want to send a handkerchief with it. A handkerchief, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, listen, I can find a box for you. Uh, something uh, else I can do for you? No, that's all. Oh. Well, I sure hope you come around from time to time. Seems like you wanted to send a handkerchief, huh? Yes. She ain't been back, though. And I gave her a special price. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Hobbs. Uh, if she comes back, uh, can I hold her until uh, the police get here? Meantime, Deputy Carson found the store where the handkerchief had been purchased. Then he and Brown began a search for the source of the poison. I got it, Bill. With my description of Cordelia, they remember the right now. She bought the handkerchief about ten days ago. Ah, she's a gal that's hard to forget. Yeah, it begins to look like she made it impossible for them to forget her. Now all we've got to do is find a drugstore where she bought the poison. Find it? <laughs> I'll bet we're heading for it right now. If I know Cordelia, she did her shopping all in a bunch. She went in here. She ran through the farm. We can't go wrong on Cordelia's farm. Keep your mind on poison. Well, gentlemen, uh, you keep a record of all poison sales? Yes, gentlemen, we do. Will you step back here with me? You don't have to tell me where you're from. I've got a hunch. Here's a file of poison sales. Now, what name do you suppose was used in the information of the creature poison? Huh? Mister, how come you're so far ahead of us? I'll tell you. First, look at this name. That's the one you want? Cordelia Shuttle. It sure is. What made you remember her? Well, she gave the darndest reason I've heard yet for wanting to buy poison. She came in about two weeks ago. 
buy a bottle of arsenic. But, uh, Madam, arsenic usually doesn't come in liquid form. Well, then I, you know, I want to buy a box of it. We're compelled by law to ask what reason you have for buying a deadly poison, just as a matter of form. How about a clean heart? Yes, ma'am. About how much did you... What did you say you wanted it for? I said I wanted to clean a hat. It does clean hats, doesn't it? Yes, ma'am. But I could suggest something far more effective and less dangerous to have around. If you don't care to tell me what I want, just say so. Of course. I'm sorry. And now about how much? Well, that's a lot more than we needed to know. Thank you. All right, Joe. Let's go see Cordelia again. Will you let me be the one to put a little ring around her wrist? Cordelia Tuttle went on trial in the Superior Court of California. Three months later, after the court had relegated her to prison for the rest of her natural life, the judge received the most profound shock of his long and honorable career. As the justice was walking in the vicinity of San Francisco jail, a familiar figure strode in his direction. A pair of luminous eyes across him. Oh, good morning. How do you do? Hello there, Judge. Uh, I, I beg your pardon. I've seen you somewhere before. Now, Judge, for a smart fellow like you, that's an awful old line. Well, I only beg your pardon again. Uh, I, I know you very well, but for the life of me, I, I can't place you. Now, Judge, do you really want to know my name, or do you want to know me? Well, you don't have to be dignified with me. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I know who you are. You're Cordelia Shuttle. Judge, how could you forget me? Young woman, what are you doing out here on the street? Why, Judge, I'm going home. You mean you're going home? I'm going to the only home I have now. Don't you remember? You sent me there. You said, Cordelia Shuttle, I sentence you to the penitentiary for the rest of your natural life. Well, that's where I'm going. Do you want to walk along with me? Young woman, nothing would give me more pleasure. As representatives of the Law Enforcement Society, we demand... We're investigating the charges of the judge, and we want to know just why... The law-abiding citizens of this community are enraged at the conduct. We want to know why Cordelia Shuttle walks around the street when she was sentenced to serve the rest of her life in prison. Now, ladies, ladies, I appreciate the gravity of the situation, and as warden of this prison, I will do everything in my power to aid the law enforcement... We want to know one thing. Do you have Cordelia Shuttle in this prison? I've got her. I mean, she's incarcerated here. Will you please show us the cell where she's confined? Of course I'll show you where she's confined. But it's not a cell. And why not a cell, may I ask? Uh, ladies, there's such a thing as being a humanitarian even when you're a warden of a prison. Cordelia has a soul that would wither and die in a cell, and I'm only doing what I'm... It's true that she walks in and out of this prison, these prison walls, when and as she wants to. That's all we wanted to know. Now, ladies, ladies. Cordelia Shuttle has never left this prison. The judge is an old man. He imagines things. He never saw her walking around the street. Why, such a thing would be impossible. Her freedom ceased the minute he sentenced her to life imprisonment. I give you my word as a servant of this great state that I... Oh, excuse me, Warden. Oh, I didn't know you had company. That's her. It's Cordelia Shuttle, of course. Uh, I am uh, very busy right now, Mrs. Shuttle. We want to talk to her. Uh, we certainly do. Now, uh, Mrs. Shuttle, uh, these ladies came here to... Uh, well, I want you to talk. Uh, do you mind talking to them? Why, of course not. Uh, what is it you want to talk about, girl? 
that those who drive the most, who know the most about gasoline, prefer Rio Grande Crash. More police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and other emergency equipment are powered with Rio Grande Crash wherever it is sold than any other brand. Then try it yourself. From then on, you too will insist on getting police car performance in your car. In the grim walls of San Quentin, the allurement of Cordelia Shuttle availed her nothing against the unsympathetic attitude of the incumbent warden. Prison hardships proved too much for her, and four years later she died. Her story is another example of the unalterable fact that crime does not pay. County Sheriff's Office, calling all cars. Attention all cars. A cancellation of broadcast 273 regarding a murder. The correctness case comes to San Quentin. That's all. Rolling in place.